talk to you about Elvis after we're done here. Hello, this is Afternoonified. <laughs> we're going to do an episode about the Dover Demon. I almost said the Jersey Devil again. They're not interchangeable. They're not. They're not even vaguely similar, other than that they are weird things. Are they from the same region? I mean, sort of. New England? Okay. Does New Jersey count as New England? I have a feeling that someone from Maine is, like, screaming at us right now. <laughs> I honestly don't know how far south down, like, how far down south New England goes. So, look, if it's on the East Coast, I consider it New England, and that That's includes not how Florida. That works. <laughs> That's definitely not how that works. Florida, Georgia, West Virginia. Wow. No, not really. I'm kidding. <laughs> or am I? I was going to do a New England accent, but I can't. Don't. It will come out Southern. All of it does. I can do Midwestern. Yeah, Midwestern or Southern. Lower Canada. Um, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. Okay. That's New England. So where's New Jersey then? Below that. What's that area called? New York? <laughs> yeah, basically. It's just the, the East Coast. Well, that's an interesting fact we all knew. So they're not both New England cryptids, but they are both cryptids. No, we're going to talk about Massachusetts. I mean, Massachusetts. We are talking about the Dover Demon, which is a very, very bizarre Really weird cryptid sighted exactly three times over the course of two days in April 1977. And there has not, to my knowledge, been a single reporting of it since, which kind of makes the whole thing, like, more interesting to me. Sounds like LSD to me. <laughs> I mean, it is the 70s, so. Well, 77, it, we were kind of winding down. Getting more into cocaine. Um, our story begins, appropriately enough, in the town of Dover, Massachusetts, which is 20 miles southwest of Boston. So maybe we can add it to our uh, East Coast tour whenever that happens. So the first sighting happened just past 10 p.m. on April 21st. A 17-year-old Bill Bartlett drove down Farm Street with his two friends, Mike Mazoko and Andy Brody. He caught sight of a creature creeping along a low rock wall on the left side of the road. He would later describe the creature as being humanoid, about three and a half to four feet tall, with an egg-shaped head, two huge glowing orange eyes, uh, and long tendril-like fingers. Its face was otherwise entirely featureless, and it had no nose or mouth. Well, I hate it, but also, a 17-year-old <laughs> in 1977 was probably on something. So, they claim that there was no inebriation of any kind. Yeah. Whether or not you want to believe that is, he, I think his line was, like, we were probably looking for beer, but we hadn't actually been drinking. So, take that as you will. Um, and neither have his friends spot the creature, and the setting itself only lasts a couple of seconds. Uh, so, his story on its own would be pretty easy to dismiss. Like, it's night, his attention probably wasn't fully on the road, and, you know, it's easy to see something you don't recognize in the dark and your brain kind of fills in the rest of the details. So there's that. But where this gets weird is that just two hours later, 15 year old John Baxter was walking his girlfriend home and started back to his own house. So he drops her off, starts heading back. Um, he's walking along Miller Hill road where he spots a short shadowy figure approaching him. Initially assuming it's one of his asshole friends, he calls out to the figure and it scurries away. He follows it and spots it again from a distance of about 30 feet away, standing upright against the tree. He sees it only in silhouette, but describes it later as almost kind of like a monkey, except with a figure eight shaped head. 
gross with slightly glowing eyes yeah so it's kind of got like you know a big head and then a little dip and then like a large jaw so i googled the dover demon so i could like <laughs> look at it um and i found that the picture of of john um holding his little drawing and he is a cutie oh now we gotta go look at this oh oh i see it yeah john baxter he literally looks like the <laughs> he looks like one of the kids from like fear street 19 19- 74 or whatever 1977 the one that's with funny the the summer camp one yes the summer camp one the one with the the teen bullying that i yes. don't understand it, let's almost uh, kill this kid our parents will never find out there's no adults within 50 <laughs> miles of this camp. no one's paying any attention to us i have to assume that's how it was because that's also what happened in friday the 13th and yeah Carrie, yeah, for the most part, like no, parents did not like pay attention until like the mid '80s when you know there were a couple high profile kidnapping cases, and all of a sudden it's like you got to lock your kids down. Up yeah. until then, it was like they had to run commercials saying, "Do you know where your children are at?" Bullying some kid at a skating rink. Yep, John, who um, is not being bullied, uh, realizes <laughs> this is definitely not his friend. He turns back and runs, you know, runs away, follows the road until it intersects at Farm Street, interestingly enough, which is where Bill, Bill Bartlett and his friends are. Well, just Bill Bartlett uh, had his sighting just two hours before. His friends didn't see it, but Bill did. His friends did not see it. No. Okay. Which is an interesting detail. Yes. Um, so finally, around midnight on the next day, April 22nd, a 15 year old girl named Abby Brabham, 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 Brabham. <laughs> Abby <Burr>. Brabham. <laughs> um, she also spotted a, hu- a strange humanoid figure as she was driving home with her boyfriend along Springdale Avenue. Uh, I'm not quite sure if the boyfriend saw it too or if it was just Abby, but she's usually the only one named. Um, all three sightings plotted on a map lay in a straight line over two miles. So they all happened very close together. All three kids would go to go on to sketch drawings of the creature they saw. Bartlett and Baxter's drawings in particular show some very eerie similarities. The same large head, the same like spindly limbs and figure and figures, fingers. <laughs> and uh, on his drawing, Bill Bartlett writes, I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. Um, how big is the, the town of, of Dover, uh, Massachusetts? It's about 6,000 people. So like, not it, huge. Yeah, it is today. I, I really tried to find like census data from like the 70s and it just I could not find it in the five minutes that I searched for it. So theoretically, these kids knew each other. Yeah, it's it's very possible. I would say in a town of 6,000, you probably at least know who they are. OK, even if you don't necessarily you know, hang out with them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it was a coordinated like thing because that would be a very weird yeah. thing to lie about. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and that's. Yeah, and that's what kind of makes this whole story so compelling is that it's like multiple independent sightings all within a very short period of time and ostensibly before any of these kids ever had a chance to talk to each other or hear about the other sightings. Like, you know, that's how kind of like we dismissed Mothman is like once it's in the paper, like people will just start claiming they saw Mothman. Well, and also owls are a lot more common than demons, Sarah. Generally speaking, yeah. Uh <laughs> Which brings us, actually, to our next section, Next section, which is, what the fuck was it? Alien. 
And there isn't really any good theory, which is the thing. Um, it definitely could be an alien that has been uh, raised as a theory, um, though the only supporting evidence seems to be it looks like what we think an alien looks like. Yeah, no, it looks like a standard gray. Uh, it could be some other mysterious creature. So Lauren Coleman, who is a cryptozoologist who's been investigating the Dorver demon since the original sightings in the 70s, thinks it might be something like just on its own, wholly unique. Um, he points to a lot of other legends of the area, most of which focus on um, the Polka Stone, which is, um, I don't know, a big rock. Sounds very cute. <laughs> I couldn't find a picture of it either. I think it's just kind of like a rock feature, like a, you know. It sounds like a sacred site that, like, Ewoks go to. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like Coleman thinks it was once may have been known as the Puka Stone, Puka being another name for a fairy-like creature from Celtic lore. Um, though, to be fair, it seems like the logic behind this theory is those two words are only a letter apart. <laughs> oh, well. Like, I was not able to find any more supporting evidence as to people had ever called it that, but, you know, it's a theory. At this point... <laughs> anything. So the more skeptical among us tend to believe it was just a case of mistaken identity and the kids might have seen something like a foal, a calf, or a baby moose is a very popular explanation. In Massachusetts? Yeah, we'll get to that. So at first glance, this is kind of a hard theory to swallow as these are, you know, they're baby animals, but they all are very big. And the creature that they saw is supposedly only about four feet tall. Um, but then again, like, all three do have very big heads and, like, long, gangly limbs. So you can kind of see, like, if you catch a glance of it in your headlights, maybe you could jump to conclusions. I'm looking at a baby moose right now. Uh, A, holy crap, that's cute. <laughs> B, doesn't really look like the description at all. Yeah, I think it's a matter of, like, being caught in the headlights and only getting, like, a split-second view of it. You're not necessarily, especially, like, Bill Bartlett, who is driving down the road. Like, you pass it, and it's on the side of the road, and it's dark, and you maybe don't get a sight of it for as long as you need to, like, really register what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can see that, but... I'm not saying, like, it's a great theory. Um, Like... So, um, we can actually probably rule out moose, if only because, like like you said, Massachusetts, not a big state for moose, um, particularly in the 70s. So, in 77 and 78, only two moose were reported, and both of those were in the central part of the state, which is, you know, miles away from too Dover. Far, too far south for uh, moose. If it was another animal, it could have been, like, a baby horse or a baby cow, which both kind of have similar builds. Um, interestingly enough, so Bill, I'm going to send you all three of these pictures. So if you look at, and we'll post them on the slide should do, if you look at Bill Bartlett's picture, which is the first one, and John Baxter's, they look very similar. They've got kind of the same shape, the same like long fingers. Um, but then Abby Brabham also did a drawing and hers is on all fours <laughs> and kind of just looks like a horse. Well, to be fair, Abby doesn't seem to be much of an artist. No. And, you know, I'm not going to shame her for that because I, too, am terrible at drawing. <laughs> but, like, it's very clearly something that would be more alike. Uh, I think Abby saw know. a horse, judging by the colors that... Yeah. Tan, green eyes. Yeah, we'll post all these pictures, but I, we'll see. Um. Another thing I just wanted to add, like, as, long, a part, as part of all this, as far as, like, the size goes... If you remember, we learned back in our Mothman episode that humans are generally very bad 
at estimating the size of something when they're seeing it at a distance in the dark. So that could, you know, account for some of the size differentials. Well, I mean, I'm bad at guessing the size of things just in general. Day to day, yeah. So, you know, maybe it could have been a hoax. I'm not convinced. Honestly, most news articles state that the three kids were not close friends and didn't really associate. As we mentioned, you know, Dover's a small town. Sometimes in high school, you find yourself hanging around with kids you don't normally associate with. But like, they were all I don't, doing their own thing that night. Yeah, I don't think it was some kind of coordinated prank because I don't think all three kids would be able to like, keep that a secret for 50 years. Well, and someone would have clued Abby into the fact that that's not what it looks like. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like, Bill Bartlett still gets interviewed today about this, and he doesn't come off like he's jazzed about the attention of it. He kind of seems embarrassed about it. Um, For the record, he doesn't believe it was an alien. He's pretty sure it wasn't an animal, but, like, he he knows he saw something, but he doesn't know what he saw. Some sort of interdimensional being? Yeah, who knows? Um, I will say, if anything, I think Bartlett's sighting is probably the most credible. I don't know if what he thought he saw is necessarily what he actually saw, but I'm willing to believe that like he did see something that freaked him out. And, you know, whether he's mistaken or not doesn't really matter because that, I mean, that was his experience. He's not lying. He's not exaggerating. I think. Well, just because he saw something weird doesn't mean that it had to be something like weird right one time i woke up in the middle of the night thought my backpack was the babadook and panicked for like 30 seconds so i definitely saw something that scared me but it was a backpack yeah and sometimes like you don't see the thing long enough for you to like sit there and process like no that's not the babadook that's my backpack i hung it up on the door exactly what happened yeah so (laughs) i will say what does give me pause and this is something i never really considered until i had to write this episode is that even (laughs) though baxter and brabham sightings supposedly took place within 24 hours of bartlett sighting Uh you don't actually have any information about when they reported these sightings so bartlett's story is that he came home immediately told his dad about it but we never hear when baxter and brabham came forward with their reports like if it wasn't that night we don't know. Um, like maybe that information exists in the world, but it's not in. It's not going to be in any of the web articles or pithy podcasts like ours. Um, there's this Boston Globe article, which I forgot to cite my sources. That's a big source for this pod um, for this episode. Um, it seems to also be the source for most of the other top results for Dover Demon. They're all kind of repeating the information in this Boston Globe article, and yeah, that's what happens. It, yeah, it doesn't mention it, so you're just left with this narrative that makes it sound like. All three kids came home, immediately reported their sightings before they had a chance to talk to anybody else. Yeah. And that could be true, but we we don't know. It. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, like, it does seem likely that the, the first kid saw something that, that freaked him out. And then it's entirely possible that, like, he told someone who told someone and then the other two heard about it. Yeah, it starts to filter. And, like, maybe even then they, like, saw something weird. Maybe they did see a full. But now they have Bartlett's story in their head and their memory changes. Like, they are remembering. They start to remember the story differently. So by the time they're actually making their drawings, they've already been influenced by what Bartlett saw. It's also, like, like now whenever you get, like, a scratchy throat or you know, whatever, you're like, oh, God, it must be COVID because I heard that someone else experienced (laughs) this same, like, general thing. So it's obviously that when you just have allergies. Yeah. So 
I think it looks like a gray. And I don't really <laughs> believe in aliens like that, but for some yeah. reason, that seems like the most reasonable non-owl explanation. I will say, and this is kind of just like my general opinion of it, the reason I find it such an interesting cryptid is because there really isn't a good explanation for it. Like, we just don't have enough to go off of. And like, that's kind of what I like about it. It is a limited edition cryptid. It's bespoke. Underground. Theoretically. And try to follow the story. (laughs) Say uh, extraterrestrials, interdimensional beings. You've already lost me. (laughs) Shut up. Sent a scout down in the form of this little guy. And for some reason, they were like, ah, yes, this spot on, on Earth is a good place. So they sent this little bitch down to Dover, Massachusetts. 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 Uh, he got spotted by teenagers and then did a little more poking around Massachusetts. It was like, oh, this planet's a, a shithole and went back to his ship and was like, we don't need to stop. This is a tourist trap. And then... <laughs> That's the end of it. Yeah. And he said that's the thing that's just as reasonable as any of the other theories based on the limited information that we have. And that's why I enjoy this story. I would say moose is probably more reasonable than, you know, extraterrestrials, but I appreciate the faith you gave that. <laughs> I, I, I'm willing to be generous with this one. I will say that. So, yeah, that's the Dover Demon. Um, again... Before I forget, sources Boston Globe, Cryptid Wiki, my favorite, and all that's interesting. Well, um, somehow creepier than the Jersey Devil, because yeah, I'll I'll agree anyways. with that. We'll we'll get to the Jersey Devil at some point. Okay, guys, goodbye. Bye. We love you. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.